welcome to the Lock Boss Show. I am your host, PJ Slauson. Now, this show is dedicated to all the lock bosses that want to learn and want to grow. But guess what? We also want you to win. And in order for you to do that, you need to join us every live YouTube giveaway. All you need to do is go over to YouTube, type in CLK Supplies, or use the hashtag LockBoss, or even better, in the show notes, just click on the link, it'll take you right there. Watch any of our current videos and you'll see exactly how you can join the fun for free, and together we will learn, grow, and win. Excited to introduce you to a longtime Lock Boss community member. His name is Yogi Greg Gibson. Now, Greg has a very interesting take with his geographical location that he's at and how he operates his business. And I thought it was really important to have him on, kind of share some of his tactics, and really just to get to hang out with him for a few minutes. We've um, exchanged quite a few emails, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So, without further ado, Greg, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Thanks for having awesome. me. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on here and uh, hanging out for a little bit and let me uh, get to kind of dissect your business operation and some of your philosophies. Oh, Topo Chico. Of Cheers. And of Good course. stuff. Good stuff. So, Greg, if you want to just, uh, let's kind of start from the beginning. Um Kind of where are you located in the U.S.? I'm located right smack dab in the middle of North Dakota. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Worst place to be. Yeah. And how long have you been locksmithing for as a profession? As a profession, I'm going on my fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. Yeah. And what were you doing before locksmithing? I was serving as a as a locksmith, but um, not a professional locksmith. Uh, I had a pool of uh, realtors and a very large pool of um, property owners, and I basically managed their entire uh, master key systems and um, hired and, and managed crews for um, basically anytime somebody moved or needed to be evicted you know, any, any repairs that needed to be made. I was, I was the guy, all the locksmiths hated. Okay. Okay. So you're doing a lot of like, so you were kind of being a locksmith, but you were um, also doing some like property maintenance type stuff. Yes. Okay. What, what, what was that moment? You know, I'm, I'm always curious about the moment when someone decides to um, switch focus on, you know, how they're making money. And what, what was the moment that kind of led or the circumstances that led up to where it's like, you know what, I want to start my own locksmithing business? Well, the defining moment was when the last local locksmith called me and he says, I'm 74 years old. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I'll make you a heck of a good deal on all my equipment and all my, all my inventory. And I got thinking, well, you know, some of this stuff I, I, I could use. So I threw him a bone and I ended up buying him out. And um, I didn't advertise or anything because I hadn't intended on, on going public. And then all of a sudden, Chamber of Commerce and local government officials are like, help, 
We don't have a locksmith within 120 miles. Please, please serve the public. So, and I, I just decided that that that's the time. That's the time. The the community, the the neighborhood, the the communities, the businesses, they were they were really suffering because they were having to pay um, to have somebody drive 120 miles. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Wow. And, and so that's when you decided to really get into it was um, kind of that con that conversation, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. And that that that's kind of when when our our real relationship uh, began, you know, that's when when I bought my my first. Futura machine from PJ. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. OK, and uh how was your family when you're like, hey, I wanna, I'm going to start being a locksmith? Uh, were they like, Greg, have you lost your mind? Or, you know, like, how did that process go? No, the, the biggest frustration was that um, how, how, how am I going to finance this? Because it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if you're going to be a true locksmith, it, it, it's a very large investment when you're starting from scratch. I mean, I had, I had your um, 0.003 universal pinning kit, and you know a few a few tools. But I did everything the the old fashioned way. I did everything with with space and depth keys. I didn't even have a, a code originating machine until I bought the Futura Edge from you. I mean, okay. I I ended up buying all all of that equipment to make it so that I was more efficient. But it. That, that, that's what my family thought. My family thought that I was absolutely crazy because I was basically going to deplete everything that I had worked for and put it on the line for, for something that I've never intended to do. Interesting. Yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense, right? I mean, especially when you got all the stuff from that locksmith and you're just going to keep kind of doing your thing and then you're going to make it um, kind of a public offering as a big step, but you know, at the same time, good, cool for you to also realize it's like, Hey, if I'm going to do this, I want to make sure I get the equipment that, you know, I need to get the job done. Right. So oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's well, definitely, it helps um, when you got a good supplier that, you know, works with you really well. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, I definitely appreciate um, all of the support for sure. So you start doing all this and do you, so do you do um, automotive as well as residential commercial? Um, like what, what would you say your offering is to the public? Well, we, you and I, we've had this discussion before. I really want to get into auto. Um, I bought the, the new machine from you to do auto, you know, bought the programmer. You hooked me up with just a whole slew of, of keys. But right mm -hmm. now, again, it's a battle of time and, and distance. Um, right now, I I just don't have the time to to dive into auto. I really, really, really want to, and it really bugs me knowing that I have all that money and equipment and everything just sitting over there on the on the shelf. But I don't have anybody that that's even interested in in learning the trade, other than my son. But he just graduated from the Marines and he's off doing his thing. So I, I lost my number one man. Okay, so now now so now it's just um, you're by yourself. I, I do have a, a team of um, maintenance guys across the state that I, they're godsends. 
they help me with with installs and in basic works but um every ounce of pinning comes across my desk every ounce of it okay okay Interesting. Now, you know, something you've, you've kind of touched on a few times that I, I would really like to deep dive for a minute, because this is probably um, unique to some uh, people, especially in like less populated um, areas. And that is, you've mentioned like your service territory and like what the Chamber of Commerce said, it's what, 120 miles away was the nearest locksmith. Was that right? 120? Uh, yeah. It, I, if you go to the West, um, it's, it's about 130. And if you go, go to the East, it's between hundred and 120, depending on the, the quality of, of locksmith that you want. So I, I always say it's, it's about a, it's about 120 miles. It's, okay. it's crazy. I mean, that's a, I mean, that, that's quite the distance, right? I mean, so from where you're at and I mean, you could get a call to go rekey a building that's, 80 miles, 100 miles away. Oh, a, a, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, John really hit on a, a lot of the subjects on, on Tuesday that I, I, I honestly thought were kind of business trade secrets that I were utilizing. Um, probably the, the number one take that, that um, I think a, a lot of locksmiths should, should take away is there's more than one way to make money as a, as a locksmith. And the, the way I make my money and the way I'm able to service my customers from, customers from a long distance is exactly what John said on Tuesday, Inter, interchange of a course. I, when I set up a new system, I set them up with an extra set of cores and an extra set of keys because I am so far away. I, I, I just can't drop at, the, at a dime and, and travel uh, 120 miles just to uh, just a re-key for somebody when I can get them additional cores and they just sit in their vault and they do it themselves. And that's also the same way that I've ran the, the apartment buildings for years, every month when there's a move out, they tell me how many cylinders it is. I need, I already have their master key systems. I send them the cylinders. They send the old ones back and I re-key them. It saves me nice. a lot of time and a, in a, in a lot of travel. Yeah. So that, you know, I guess that's kind of my, my, my question here. So when you have such a humongous um, range, right? I mean, you could eat up a good large chunk of the day, just driving to and from um, one job, just one job. And so do you like batch jobs together? Well, like, I mean, like, do you, I mean, it sounds like how you're dealing with your customers a little bit, like, you can have them set up to where a lot of things aren't an emergency. So like maybe every other week you head up to this area or that area, or like, how do you handle that? You know, you, you hit it right, right on the head. Um, the last day of the month is, is absolutely crazy. The last day of the month, I, I make what, what I call the loop and I have the contracts for um, section eight housing and for USDA and, and HUD housing. So once a month, I, I make the big loop. I start out at midnight and I just drive and I'll switch and I'll switch out the um, switch out the cylinders or, or whatever it is that, that I need to do in all the government subsidized housing. And I do the, do the same thing with with businesses. 
Um, one day I'll go north, next day I'll go east, next day I'll go south, next day I'll go west. And I hope okay. that somewhere in there I can actually get a day off. But as of like right now, I'm on day number seven straight. Oh, wow. You're, you're after it right now. Wow. Um, that's, that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense from your service area because I mean, it'd be really hard, you know, to go do two rekeys a hundred miles away, um, for a price that would, you know, work for both, for everybody. Right. Well, I, I don't know how, uh, a lot of other guys run, run their businesses, but in, in my mind, where I make my money is sitting at one of my three desks pinning the locks. I don't make money, even even with the service charge and mileage. If you look at dollar for dollar on how your minutes spent, traveling is not a moneymaker. At best, it's a break even. It, it, it's not a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, you know, I, that's very interesting coming from you and your situation because you have to travel a lot, right? I mean, absolutely. That, I mean, I could not imagine. I mean, I would have, uh, do you ever have like, when you go to leave, you're like, do I have this tool? Did I make sure I have this tool? You know, um, do you ever go through that? Oh, a- 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Um, here's a classic example. Um, I have uh, a service contract for uh, a, a four-state a four chain of uh, convenience stores. Generally, I don't have to go to the convenience stores but they called me yesterday and they said that somebody stuck the wrong key that isn't supposed to go into that keyway in there. And now their lock is screwed up. So there's a classic example. That store is 95 miles away. So as soon as we're done here, I'll be climbing in the vehicle and I'll be going there because they can't lock their store tonight. So what do you do? Either they stay there all night until I get there tomorrow or I climb in the vehicle and I drive 95 miles one way and I make it right. 95 miles one way. Yep. 95 miles one way, PJ. Ooh, I mean, that, that's, a, I mean, that's a lot. Jeez. Uh, um, you know, Greg, th- this is fascinating because, you know, your situation and how you're having to run your business is unique, I think. It um, is. With that, with that distance. It is. And I started at 6 a.m. this morning. Uh, I got back here at two o'clock and um, I'll hopefully be able to spend a little bit of time with the kids. And about five o'clock, I'll head back out and I'll probably get home about midnight. Wow. Wow. And you, you, you never know. Like, like you said, what do you take? So luckily, um, I already serve it, service their chain of stores, so I already know that it's a that it's a dead latch. So yeah. I know to make 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 doggone sure that I got both an inch and an inch and an eighth back set dead latch. I make sure I got uh, new uh, new IC um, housings. I make sure I got new cylinders. I make sure I got everything that I could possibly need to completely rebuild that door before I leave. Hundred percent. I mean, one hundred percent. I mean. I mean, it's bad enough when you have to go back, you know, 15 minutes to go grab something, let alone your time. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, you could probably teach a class on tool organization and part organization to make sure you have what you need at the job because the stakes are high 
what, with what you're doing. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I, I know you can't, you can't see, but maybe when we, when we do the live, I'll give you a little, little bit better view, but I utilize Tupperware containers and I have things set up for, um, you know, different, different customers like uh, TJ Maxx. Um, I already know that uh, they use the um, best X10 keyway in interchangeable system. So I have a little tote set up for TJ Maxx that has everything that they, I could possibly need for their service call. Okay. And, and that's, that sits on the shelf and it's just, I have to be as efficient as I can because too much of my time is, is eaten up on the road. So efficiency is key. Yeah. Now, you know, I have to ask you, so when you're on the road, you have all this time, of course, you're taking phone calls when they come in doing that. Do you listen to like audiobooks, the radio? I mean, what do you do on the road when you're, when you're traveling like that? In, in all honesty, um, I do get, uh, get a lot of calls because I try and, and be a, be a telephone doctor uh, as I'm driving. Um, when a customer calls and says, I have a problem uh, and I'm, I'm walking them through things and I'm asking them key questions. Okay, you have a commercial door. Do you need a key on the inside and the outside or do you have a thumb turn on the inside? Okay, when you turn the thumb turn, what does it do? You know, I, I try and diagnose as, as much as I can. So that way I make sure that I have what it is that I need because a, a lot of these customers I've I've never, never dealt with. And you and I both know you only have so much room to, to carry stuff. The average yeah. customer has no idea what they have for a keyway. Uh, they have no idea, you know, what size locks they have, uh, what type of locking yeah. mechanism. Most of them, they don't even know know what a crash bar or an exit device is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's I have a I push this thing to get out, right? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. So, you know. Greg, if we could rewind the clock and you're getting ready to enter into the business uh, officially, what's one thing that you wish that you knew then that you know now? Oh, goodness. Um, I wish I would have spent more time um, learning about hardware that I was unfamiliar with. You have no idea how much time I spent uh, dealing with hardware that I had never dealt with in my life. I mean, it's classic locksmith fashion. You tear it apart and you hope you can get it put back together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a it's a hard thing. You know, I mean, you really have to in the locksmithing world, you really have to learn the skill of building on existing knowledge. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred, a hundred and ten percent. You know, I, 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 in all the, in all the apartment buildings and commercial buildings and everything, um, I use the, use the same hardware. I use the same keyways and everything. And all of a sudden you're thrown to the wild and you're dealing with, dealing with everything. And I, I had never dealt with the uh, A3 pinning system before. And that was a culture shock for me. I didn't even know an A3 pinning system existed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that'd that be a tough one. <laughs> Especially if you're trying to decode the keys and you're like, okay, this isn't working. <laughs> yep, yep. The one good thing about the locksmith community 
uh, you know, especially all the lock bosses out there is the, the willingness to help and the willingness to share. I mean, when, when you have a problem, uh, there's a lot of forums that you can go to that, that you can, you can get some, get some true, honest answers. And I love locksmiths because they're not afraid to be brutally honest with you. I mean, if you're doing something dumb or you're wanting to put on the, the wrong piece of hardware, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys like locks in Y out there that'll look at you and say, man, no, what are you doing? I mean, I, I just appreciate the whole, the whole lock boss community. And, you know, I've been a, been a part of it for, for quite a while. And, um, that the lock boss community is awesome. I mean, that's how I learned about things like, like my, like my favorite little, little tool, the, the big bro, this thing is the best thing since peanut butter and jelly is, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's a great, it's a great tool. You know, it was one of those that, um, I loved the mullet, you know, and I still love the mullet. Oh yeah. But I was like, you know, this is the deal. Like I want to encourage people to be checking for master pins. And the truth is with a follower, like the big bro, you can easily check. Whereas the, with the mullet, you're going to have to take your tweezers, right? Get in there and check it on. I know, you know, so I'm glad you like it. Have well, you used it? A bunch? It's, it's like I was telling you the, the very first time I used this tool, I was doing a rekey on a local church and I never would have thought for a million years that the, that the front, uh, front doors on a church would be master keyed. And, you know, I, I was just trying it, you know, to see if I like it. And next thing I know, master pins fell out. And it's like the discussion we had, I'm like, I'm very thankful that I accidentally used this tool because the stack would have been too high and we would have had a max violation and the key key would have got jammed. Yep. Wouldn't, wouldn't have been good for me. This tool paid for itself and saved me a lot of time. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Glad to hear. I'm glad it's working good. And uh, that's absolutely great. Well, Greg, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time coming on, hanging out. It's been great to uh, talk face-to-face as well, even though it's through technology. Hopefully, we'll be able to meet each other in person. But um, I just want to give you the opportunity. you have any questions for me? Um, let me ask you this. You know, I, I know you got all girls, but um, do you think any of your kids are going to continue and follow in the family tradition? That, that's a that's a good question. You know, it's really hard to say. I mean, my oldest is you know thirteen, um, and you know, it's probably it's probably not a huge surprise. But you know, when I was a kid, my dad definitely wanted me to take over his lock locksmithing business, right? I mean, he was very yeah. vocal about that. I really didn't want to, honestly. Um, I don't know why, but maybe it's just your parents' stuff. But uh, so, you know, when I was a kid, I wasn't, I mean, I liked the, the work, but I didn't want to um, necessarily take it over or whatever. But, uh, you know, I don't know, Greg, I don't know. Um, maybe one of them will. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I totally, totally understand what you're, what you're saying. You know, I, I mentioned um, a few weeks ago, we were in San Diego for my son's graduation from the Marines. And, um, I, I honestly think that he is going to um, help out in the in the part time. But his, his true passion is law enforcement. So, you know, he's got to follow his true passion. So he's going to be a military police officer and locksmith on the side helping this old man. OK. Very cool. I, I think 
I think my son probably has more experience with master key systems. And, and this is a God's honest truth than probably a lot of locksmiths out there. I mean, we have over um, 10,000 IC cores uh, floating around out there. And I, I don't even want to know the number of, of cylinders uh, in master key systems that my son has sat at the dining room table and pinned up. And I mean, it's, it, it's crazy to think. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's great experience. And the best part is to be able to use that his entire life, right? Absolutely. Um, it's good. You know, something my dad and I, I used to do as a, a kid a lot. So I, you know, work for him, worked in his shop, all that kind of stuff. Well, there was always the, back then, this is way before Leashy and all that kind of stuff. Um, there would be some padlocks or something that would need to get picked open so they could be rekeyed, like the rekeyable ones and that sort of stuff. Yep. And I used to just take, I take those home. And I remember sitting on the couch. I mean, at the after dinner, my dad and I, we'd be sitting downstairs watching American Chopper or something. And we're, you know, sitting there picking yep. locks, trying to, you know, get it figured out. Yep. So, good stuff. Greg, well, hey, thank you, honestly, for, uh, you know, for serving your community, uh, being a locksmith. And um, it seems like you do a really good job representing um, locksmiths well. Uh, so thank you for that. And um, I really look forward to you coming on live with me. Excellent. Excellent. I, I do have one more question for you, though. So okay. I, I, I have to ask. So whenever Kylie sees my, my name come across her email, does she say, oh, no, not Greg? Um, you know, I'm not in her office, so I can't tell you for certain, but I would say, um, you know, all the time she's always like, Hey, um, talk to Greg today or this or that. No, I, I don't think so. I think she's happy when she gets an email from me. It would be my guess. Oh, I love, I love you guys. I, I love, love dealing with you guys. And I'm very excited for an, an announcement that you're going to be making here before long. It's going to yes. make me very happy. Yes. Thank you. It's been a long time coming and, um, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit for it. So um, and Greg, yeah, and of course, thank you for all of the business and that you give us, and um, I truly appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you guys also. Thanks for having me on, PJ. Yep, thanks, Greg. We'll see you live here in, in a couple weeks, or you I should say, this next Tuesday. Next Tuesday.